Howard. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street and there's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! Think well, usually every week I try to start off with an introduction with a song. Kind of a song that reminds me of what I'm going to talk about in that podcast or somehow, at least in my own mind, relates to what I'm going to say. But this one I felt a little bit different. I kind of harken back to the days of the movie Network where Peter Fitch's character, Howard Beale, says this on live television where I thought if the inauguration, things would start to calm down and get a little bit more sane. I find that the insanity continues to grow, which gets me to think about something that uh, Bill Maher has said about people in America for a number of years. Do you think she has a future nationally as a presidential candidate? I don't know about a presidential candidate, but I would never put anything past this stupid country. So uh, people are already complaining that you're calling the United States a stupid country and giving you a chance to clarify. I don't need to clarify. It is. Well, tell me why you think the United States is a stupid country. Because Sarah Palin could be president. I mean, please, do I need to expand on that anymore? Uh, yeah, I do. I think this is, in general, I mean, it's a big country. That's the great thing about it. There's 300 million people here. So uh, within this large country, uh, there are tens of millions of very bright, intelligent people. You know, the ones who are watching us. Um, not the ones who are writing the emails. Uh, but, you know... In general, um, gosh, uh, you know, this country just gets dumber and dumber by the day. And throughout the years since he made these comments, he continues to, from time to time, tell us that Americans are basically stupid people. And we kind of demonstrated this by electing Trump as president. Here's a picture of Trump hard at work. 
Have you ever seen an emptier desk? No need for pen, paper, or any device. It's all up here, baby. And that is possibly the worst thing about him. His certainty that all he knows is all anybody would ever need to know. Psychologists call this the Dunning-Kruger effect, the tendency of ignorant people to think they're much smarter than they are. Usually it's harmless and just leads to rock bands making concept albums about robots. (laughs) But it gets scary when it leads to a president who thinks global warming isn't real because it still snows. Trump says, I like reading as little as possible. I don't need, you know, 200-page reports on something that can be handled on a page. He's actually proud that he makes decisions without learning anything, which makes him the perfect president for a nation perpetually looking at its phone. (laughs) They don't don't like you to attack the phone. (laughs) Illiteracy isn't Trump's shame. It's his bond with us, a subliterate president for a subliterate country, a country where a majority of adults get their news from Facebook and 24% of teenagers are almost constantly online, mostly with James Franco. (laughs) A quarter of Americans say they haven't read a book in the past year and the other three quarters are lying. Lately, the hottest thing in publishing has been adult coloring books, which you can find in the bookstore in the section marked seriously. (laughs) People will always say, I love to read, but don't dig into that too deep. What they mean is they went to Barnes and Nobles to buy a cat calendar. (laughs) And on the way out, picked up yet another book on cooking in the miracle pot or a self-help book, or one of the many stories of a boy who dies and meets Jesus in heaven and comes back to life, or some nonsense that's really for juveniles, like Harry Potter or Twilight. I mean, there's reading, and then there's reading. Fifty Shades of Grey is to literature what candy corn is to vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate to tell you, Facebook is not a place to read In the sense of garnering real and valuable information, Facebook is what replaced reading. So you'd have more time to take pictures of your dick. (laughs) And no, sorry, staring at your phone doesn't make you a reader. Any more than watching fireworks makes you an astronomer. (laughs) Or getting a tramp stamp makes your ass a museum. All right. And so over the years, I've tried to not think of it as, as that way, I guess. Oh, people aren't really stupid. But lately, I begin to have my doubts based on things that are going on. For example, this whole recount happened in Arizona. If it wasn't so scary, it would be comical. It's just unbelievable what is happening out there with this so-called cyber ninjas and their recounts. And some of the statements and comments that are made from people supporting this recount. First, they started off with they were going to look at these ballots using UV lights for watermarks. And that didn't quite work out. So then they went to the second thing that they were looking at. There's accusations that 40,000 ballots were flown in 
To Arizona? Into Arizona, and it was stuffed into the box, okay? And it came from the southeast part of the world, Asia, okay? And, uh, and what they're doing is to find out if there's bamboo in the paper. Now, we're supposed to take this seriously. Bamboo in the paper. That's what's happening, is that these ballots have been brought over from Asia and stuffed into these ballot boxes. Well, that theory wasn't quite working the way they wanted to, so then they brought in the next one. They brought in this guy, Pulitzer, who was the so-called inventor of this widely criticized QCAD barcode scanner. A scanner that was a handheld scanner that looked in the shape of a cat. It was a total failure and has been rated one of the worst technology items ever put on the market. And after he failed with that, he started writing a series of books about treasure hunting. But then he developed this secret, which he can't reveal, way of detecting fraudulent ballots, which will prove that the election in Arizona was rigged. It was known as the Kinematic Marker Detection System. And as they were going through this, they had to stop because the place where they were counting the votes, they had graduations coming up, and so they had to pack everything up and wait for those to get done and then come back. However, the company that was responsible for leading the hand count, Wake Technology Solutions, decided that they had had enough and kind of walked out on the job. It was then taken over by this company, Stratech Solutions of Scottsdale, Arizona. And the whole crazy thing about this whole ballot recount is everyone that is involved are all a part of the QAnon conspiracy theory. And they all believe that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. So as this continues, this recount in Arizona, and now it's looked like it's trying to spread throughout the country, I think maybe Bill Maher was right. Maybe people are just stupid but it doesn't just end there and then you have Rand Paul the Mr. Science expert who decides now he doesn't need a vaccine because he already had COVID so he's naturally immune from it and of course he's always trying to make himself look to be the medical expert and anytime he's faced by Dr. Fauci he's made to look like a fool but he loves to get himself on the TV and sound like an expert. But there's even, I would say, bigger fools, such as Congressman Andrew Clyde. This hearing is called the Capitol Insurrection. Let's be honest with the American people. It was not an insurrection, and we cannot call it that and be truthful. The Cambridge English Dictionary defines an insurrection as, and I quote, an organized attempt by a group of people to defeat their government and take control of their country, usually by violence. And then from the Century Dictionary, the act of rising against civil authority or government res- governmental restraint, specifically the armed resistance of a number of persons to the power of the state. As one of the members who stayed in the Capitol and on the House floor, who with other Republican colleagues helped barricade the door until almost 3 p.m. that day from the mob who tried to enter, I can tell you, The House floor was never breached, and it was not an insurrection. This is the truth. There was an undisciplined mob. There were some rioters and some who committed acts of vandalism. But let me be clear. 
There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. A normal tourist visit. Are we that stupid? Are there people that would actually believe that? And if there are, once again, maybe Bill Maher was right. I can't believe he said that, that it was a regular tour visit. But of course, there's always, there's always some of our old faithfuls that will always chime in with a stupid comment. We can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Every time I hear her speak, I think, how in the world could anybody have voted for this person? It's just unbelievable the stupidity that comes out of her mouth all the time. But we also have her good buddy. Hey, Mr. Chairman, and I uh, want to extend a welcome to the new committee members. I'm grateful to be back on this august committee, and I understand and appreciate the significance and importance of the work that we do. And I just think it would be nice if in the spirit of national unity and national pride, which I know we all aspire to do to a greater extent, that at the beginning of each meeting, the chair or one of the designees of the chair would have the opportunity to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're all aware that in these times, uh, it's important for the country to see members of Congress working together on some things. And while I know that we can deal with divisive issues in the committee, uh, it would be my hope that we could start every committee with a great unifying patriotic moment. Um, it's unnecessary. The House uh, begins every day uh, with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. We're covered by that. Um, there's no necessity to say the Pledge of Allegiance twice during the same day. So, Well, I have to say, I don't really think Matt Gates could care less about that. Plus, there's more important issues that we need to focus on. I think the only reason he did that is because he knew the response he would get from that and that he could then go on Fox News later on, which he did, and would spew his usual about the unpatriotic Democrats and all the great things he's trying to do. It's pretty pitiful considering what he's under right now. But then again, there'll be those people that support people like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and Rand Paul and Andrew Clyde. It just once again gets me thinking, maybe Bill Maher wasn't so far off and maybe I've just been too polite about things and maybe a little bit too hopeful that since this election that things would start to turn around. But based on what I've been seeing and what I've talked about today, I'm not very hopeful at this point. And my only solution is that we have to fight forward to put an end to this situation that's happening across the country, particularly around the election and the election results. And we have to get prepared for 2022 and all these voter suppression laws that are trying to be passed throughout the country. That we need to do something in the Senate to put an end to all of this. And forget about it. If the people are going to continue to support Trump in his conspiracy theories 
And I'll say this, as I said a while back, I think a lot of people continue to support these folks because of race. And they're so afraid that things will change in this country, that they'll do everything in their power not to find out for themselves what the real truth is. And so they continue to support people like those that I've mentioned today. So it's time to wake up, America. Be mad as hell and not take it anymore. So that's it for this one. Until next time, take care. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide.